The wind is reported to be blowing at nearly 100 miles an hour through the channel at the entrance to the harbour, whipping up a heavy spray and driving the sleet in towards the shore. Time is almost turning the car over. And behind me at Fort Dorset, several roofs have come off, and corrugated iron and bits of tile are continually banging against the back of the car. These were the weather conditions on the morning of the Wahini disaster in 1968, 50 years ago. The next day, the Dominion newspaper reported a city in a state of shock, with damage, loss and tragedy all about. It said a desperate common predicament had prompted thousands of acts of kindness, help and cooperation the day before. I'm Pip Oldham and this is a short story about two such experiences on that day. The speaker is Dave Douglas, a retired butcher. Dave started his butcher's training when he was 15. At the age of 20, he was managing a one-person shop in Cuba Street, Wellington. The 10th of April 1968 was the Thursday before the four-day Easter holiday. Christmas was um, a busy time with preparing with hams and dealing with frozen chickens in those days, and frozen turkey. But uh, Easter was the hardest time of all because you were closed for four days, but your sales that you did on the Thursday your turnover for that Thursday would usually cover you for the four days that you're away. So you worked a lot harder at Easter because people were buying more cuts of meat and they weren't buying bulk hams and turkeys where it was just that one-off meal. So you were covering them for four days. So you were selling them a variety of meat. So the orders were bigger. You spent more time serving those customers. So you're under a lot of pressure. In a one-man shop, you're under that pressure to serve everyone as quickly as you can so you can get through your day. The storm that we know as the Wahini storm, also known as Cyclone Giselle, rampaged through New Zealand. It struck without warning. The conditions in Wellington were atrocious. According to reports from the Met Office in Kelvin, the wind rose shortly after 3am and almost three inches of rain fell in 24 hours. There was flooding and widespread property damage. I can recall driving up Tuba Street that morning of the Waiheni. It was I'd left home at four o'clock in the morning. I begged the police to allow me to drive along the hut road because they were about to close it. And I was driving a Mark II Zephyr. I was in second gear going past the old BP service station on the hut road. And I can't recall I was doing 35 mile an hour, 40 mile an hour. It's as fast as the car could go into the wind and the rain that was horizontal with the road. So being a young silly guy, I wasn't that aware of the danger that I was in. So when I got to Cuba Street, there were several butcher shops in Cuba Street. As I approached them, I could see sawdust coming down the gutter. So as I was going past them, I could the next shop, there's more sawdust coming. And the next shop, more sawdust. Then when I got to the second to last shop before me, I started getting a bit worried. And so I go past that shop and hello, the sawdust is coming from my shop. In those days, butcher's shops had sawdust on the floor. Water was coming through the back of Dave's shop and washing the sawdust out of the front door. 
Dave didn't have any cleaning equipment. There was a gentleman, um, John Collier. I think every butcher in Wellington would have known John Collier. He was an amazing guy. He worked for a, a company that was a bit like Dunningham's are today, where he would come around and sell you all your cleaning gear and sausage skins and all that sort of product that you needed. And the day of the Wahine, I was flooded out. And I rang him about when he started to work at eight o'clock in the morning. And he was there within about 35, 40 minutes with the buckets and mops. And this guy helped me clean that shop up. He was a lot older gentleman than I was. And there was no hesitation from this gentleman. I just couldn't believe it. He was very, very good at his job. And for my whole of his time working in the, every butcher shop I worked in, from that day on, I always dealt off him and no one else. As the day wore on, news of the Wahine came through. The 10th of April has been the blackest day in Wellington's history. The storm which lashed the city this morning with the Tarragon force winds not only caused widespread damage to property and uh, life on land, but has brought about the tragedy of the Wahine, which is now lying, being pounded by seas in the shallows, by the pinnacle rock in the harbour. People who had friends, relatives and children on the ship were desperate for news. Oh, I learnt a very valuable lesson. A young Mary girl came into the shop and she was in a, in a very bad way. And her 10-year-old child was on the Waiheni. And she had come from where she would, was working. She travelled down towards my shop, going into shops, asking them to cash a cheque for her she had no money and she was trying to get to Wellington Railway Station to where she was to find out the outcome of what was happening with her child. I cashed the cheque for that lady and give her the money and I thought to myself if it bounces it'll have to come out of my pay. Well it was the best thing I ever done as a young guy because that young girl came back to me a week later. Her son survived she told me about how many shops she'd been to and they refused to cash a cheque for her. She bought me an awful lot of customers. All the girls and guys that worked in her factory where she worked, which I, have no, I can't recall where, increased my turnover. She obviously told them that I was the only person that would cash that cheque. So that was a lesson about never judge a book by its cover. When someone's desperate, you help them. I'm Pip Oldham and you've been listening to extracts from an oral history recording with Dave Douglas for the Butcher Stories Oral History Project. The recordings were funded by the New Zealand Oral History Awards. The whole project is archived in the Oral History Collection at the Alexander Turnbull Library in Wellington. My thanks to Dave Douglas and Nga Taanga Sound and Vision for permission to use their recordings.